Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer the question, what am I reading this week? A special note, if you're listening to the audio-only version of the podcast, I highly recommend you to go watch the video version. You're going to miss a lot if you don't. You can get it at patreon.com slash vmcampos for free. I think it's worth it. This week, I've got the San Diego Comic-Con International 1995 Souvenir Book. This is another in my yearly series where I take a look at a previous convention's souvenir book and talk all about it. I've been going to the San Diego Comic-Con since 1993. It's been a long, strange trip that I continue to take. I look back to 24 years ago when I went to the 1995 San Diego Comic-Con. So here's the original book from that time. The cover features a Rick Geary drawing of the toucan, the San Diego Comic-Con toucan, in a chic 90s style. It also features the debut of the iLogo associated with Comic-Con International. So several things happened. They got a new logo, they got a new name, and they got another Rick Geary cover. He is His signature is right here, and he was uh, the originator of the toucan uh, for a long time. So let's take a look at the book. There's going to be a long, slow, loving look at every single page of the souvenir book. I think it's really worth it because you're going to see a lot of great things from the past, things that are long gone, things that are still around. The souvenir book is basically a bunch of advertisements uh, for various companies and such, a little bit about the convention itself, and artwork. We'll get to that. So there's a message from the president, John Rogers, some acknowledgments, a little bit of history of the I logo by Richard Bruning. Bruning had worked in various other comic uh, industries and other things. Uh, he worked on Watchmen, for example. He also did the logo for WonderCon, Chicago Comic Con, and Comic Con International. Uh, we have a listing of all of the artists that contribute to the book. Uh, definitely in the video, you'll want to pause when I get to these things and really take a good look because uh, there's just a lot of detail to look at. Such as this, this is a City of San Diego proclamation uh, from, the, from the time Susan Golding, the mayor, she proclaimed uh, July 24th to the 30th, 1985 to be San Diego Comic Convention Week. So Comic Con was, offered, was honored by the City of San Diego. Amazing. More amazing. Here's an uh, here's a full page um, ad for Mortal Kombat. Nothing in the world has prepared you for this. Begins August 18th, and nothing in the world has prepared you for Snoochy Boochies, Mallrat. What did you expect from the director of Clerks? So there's Jason Mewes and uh, Kevin Smith as uh, Jay and Silent Bob, and uh, I remember this. I remember there being a bunch of ads and things promoting. Uh, mall rats back in the day 1995 then we've got the uh, biographies these are the biographies of the various guests of honor at comic-con we had clive barker scott bacula various um sponsorships from companies dc dark horse del rey yes this was uh this was dc's old logo for you young whippersnappers who else we had mike Barron, alan davis James Gurney, Will Eisner, when he was still alive, 
pioneering comic creator. He created the Spirit, and the Eisner Awards are named after him, the biggest award in comics. We've got another comment. We've got another ad here from Del Rey. Stan Sakai, so young, so much black hair. Tom Sito, he's still coming to every single Comic-Con pretty much, and he's going to be here this year. I'm thinking about having him sign my copy of Albedo number 2, um, and maybe even get it, getting it CGC graded. That would be amazing. Shake the hands that shake the Marvel Universe. So you can get signatures from Stan Lee, John Romita Jr., Mike Deodato, Roger Cruz, Scott Lobdell, Joe Madureira, Ron Lim, Fabian Nicieza, co-creator of Deadpool, Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, and more. We've got also Mike Peters and Stan Lee, of course, being there to um, sign your stuff at Comic-Con and add for Kapow, a survey of superheroes. Gil Kane, Jeff Smith. Fun fact, I met, I met Jeff Smith at a Comic-Con one year. Uh, he did not want to sign my copy of Bone. But that's just because he was eating his burrito and he didn't want to mess it up. Nice guy. Then we've got uh, Mutating to Video on July 12th from Tromaville. Class of Newcomb High 3, the good, the bad, and the subhumanoid. Oh, those crazy uh, trauma films. And speaking of which, Lloyd Kaufman himself from Troma will be there. Or was there. I'm still thinking like this is about to happen. Rob Liefeld was there. Uh, you can get uh, hired uh, by morning or afternoon uh, the manga and uh, do art for them. Neil Gaiman was there, Joe Sinot. Uh, an advertisement for the first issue of Overstreet's Fan. Well, uh, Overstreet Price Guide was the de facto place where you looked up price guides. I think they've fallen by the way now uh, because uh, you just get some really accurate prices from eBay. So also at that time, they were worried that Wizard, the guide to comics, was going to take over their turf, so they made their own uh, sort of like current comic price guide. I remember getting issues of them back in the day. Ramona Fredone, Charles Burns, Gonagai, oh, Gonagai, creator of Devilman, Messenger Z, Cutie Honey, etc., was there. And an ad for the San Diego's greatest mini-con. So a mini-convention uh, that would take place because the huge San Diego Comic-Con with 30,000 people was just too big, too informal. Well, nowadays, uh, with hundred with 130,000 people, it's even more over the top. What's taken place now is San Diego Comic Fest. That's gone on for several years now. Rest in peace, San Diego's greatest mini-con. We had Andrew Vax, Harvey Picar, Simon Bisley. So Picar worked with Crumb, his American Splendor, uh, really uh, created an interesting voice in comics. Simon Bisley, amazing artist. I loved his stuff on various Lobo issues. High Impact Studios welcomes you to San Diego Comic-Con. So you're going to see a lot of these where companies are sort of like self-promoting, making some art, and welcoming you to, uh, don't forget to stop by our booth. We had Ryochi Ikegama, Irv Novik, Greg and Tim, Tim Hildebrandt, rest in peace. They were still there together making fantasy art. Uh, then we've got various themed pieces. Uh, artists add fan art on a particular topic. This year was the 100th anniversary of comics, comic strips. Uh, it's not a straight line about how it happened. Um, the history of comics is fascinating. You might say it started in you know, the late 1800s, 
but then we have comic books in the 1930s, but then there were various versions of sequential media throughout the centuries, going all the way back to uh, you know, Egyptian hieroglyphics. So it's a long convoluted story about the origin of, of comics, sequential art. Uh, go read Scott McCloud's seminal books on the topic to educate yourself. But um, short answer is the yellow kid is the first comic strip character. Again, it's, it's a longer history than that. Uh, but this is a good piece on that. And then we've got uh, people writing or creating art based on that topic. All right, so who do we have here? Uh, the Squirrel Brothers uh, by R.L. Crabb. Then we got a Bill Ray piece celebrating 100 years of comics. Just don't get any smaller, okay? I love Bill Ray's style. Uh, he worked on Mad Magazine. Uh, we've got another piece over here. Uh, can't quite read that name. Then we've got a Phil Yeh piece. He uh, basically has this cute little tiger with wings. That's at Comic-Con. He's been there several years, uh, and uh, I still see him there. And this really uh, interesting detailed piece is his entry to it all. We've got a piece by Roman Arambula, very on-model Mickey Mouse, cool style here. Oh, a piece by Batten Lash, rest in peace. He just passed away this January 2019, and he is uh, drawing his wolf and bird characters, Counselors of the Macabre, along with Little Nemo, Windsor McKay's Little Nemo. Classic psychedelic comic strip from a hundred years ago, basically. Uh, we've got a great Maleficent piece over here by Sponsel Sfar. I love the design on that. We've got a piece over here. This is kind of funny. Um, the artist here is making fun of the uh, grim and gritty types of comics nowadays compared to the old ones. And who's the artist? It's Steve Lealoha, who is actually a pro working at Marvel, DC, Comico, etc. And here is uh, contributing fan art to uh, the Comic-Con souvenir book. That's the great thing about these things, that there are pros to amateurs and everyone in between contributing art. Over here we've got uh, Bill Fitz, and over here is a Chris Smigliand. I like these sort of like cluttered, detailed ones. They're just trying to cram everything in at once. Pretty fun. We've got um, a variety of old school uh, characters, the Yellow Kid, Felix the Cat, Dagwood Bumstead, Little Amps, uh, Little Abner, Beetle Bailey, uh, I don't know, Snuffy something, Snoopy Garfield. Over here then we've got uh, Kathy Hill um, borrowing classic characters, uh, Little Lulu, Mr. Natural, Ignatz in the Crazy Cat style. We've got a Jim Grote piece. Now, um, this warms my heart because I would always see Mr. Grote there at San Diego Comic-Con for years and years and years, and he was an early influence. He was an early um, furry artist from the 80s. He created Red Shetland, and he would always be there at San Diego Comic-Con, and I always wanted to get a sketch from him, uh, but I was never brave enough to, to talk to him, and I don't see him at Comic-Con anymore, so that's a shame. Over here, we've got a piece from Russ Miller with his super obnoxious boy, SOB, hilarious. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. Return of the original Bad Boys. Uh, we're doomed. It's this yellow fellow with his gang, the K-Kids and their German twin brothers. So um, these villains of the day are like scared of the original characters. Uh, there's the Joker. Yes, that's the Joker. Death's Head 1. Venom. Jonah Hex, I guess. And Lobo. They're totally afraid of those bastiches. 
On this side, we've got a piece here. I can't quite read the name, but it's a very detailed piece uh, with a lot of uh, design elements and dark aspects of it. I love it. And lastly, a Stan Sakai piece. So Stan Sakai contributing some fan art uh, for the next topic of the villains. Uh, Comic-Con was doing a salute to villains and villainesses. So here he's got a piece with Little Venom and Little Joker. Pretty interesting. Then a written piece about what it is about villains. Russ Heath, who worked on uh, Little Annie Fanny back in the day, back in the 60s. Here he contributes a piece. We've got here, can you can you tell what that signature is? Well, yes, that's Bruce Timm. Bruce Timm from Batman the Animated Series contributed a piece with Dormammu. And I don't think that's uh, Doctor Strange, or maybe I just maybe don't remember Doctor Strange in the 90s like that, but that's definitely Dormammu. And he's come to make a deal or a bargain, whatever the quote is, you know what it is. Then we've got a detailed piece over here by Paul S. Power. This is kind of interesting because he takes a moment to do a total self-referential, check out my character and come to my booth. Um, but I'm still, uh, I'm still supporting the theme of the, of the convention. Over here, we've got a Tommy Lee Edwards piece with some great black and white stark art of the various Star Wars characters. We've got Greedo. Uh, Bosk, uh, etc. MC Chris, help me out. Here's to another great San Diego Comic-Con. Best wishes always from William Clausen and his new villain, Deja Voodoo Man. He's been here before. I love this, like, detail. It's just so cluttered in a great way. And we've got a piece from uh, Griffin featuring Marvel's Satana. Uh, she's She was sort of like in response to Vampirella in the 60s, a sort of mature bad girl uh, type of character. Here's the Enchantress. Uh, can't quite read this name, but uh, cool piece. We've got Han doing a an ape from Planet of the Apes. A beautiful uh, piece of pointillism and inking from Yeats. This is Queen La, High Priestess of Opar. A detailed piece from Marty Salzman, featuring a variety of villains and such. Here's an alien, there's Jim Balance, Catwoman, who else? Magneto, Darth Vader, Mr. Mixelplicht. An ad for the real adventures of Johnny Quest. I kind of remember this. They rebooted Johnny Quest in the 90s and he had he was using VR and computers and stuff. 25th anniversary of uh, Turner Broadcasting and Cartoon Network was pretty new at the time. We are cartoons. A striking piece uh, of uh, Batgirl from Al Bigley. I kind of like that it has the exact date when they drew this. So think about this. May 15th, 1995, 24 years ago, this piece was drawn and submitted for the world to see. Jason Dubay did his own piece. I don't recognize any characters. They might be original. Um, kind of cool, very stark inky blacks, plus very ephemeral line work. And if you know anything about Magic the Gathering, this kind of looks like Nickel Bolas. Another stark piece. This, uh, we've got Lynn Walker doing some villains, the Emperor, uh, Medusa, Green Goblin. And then S. Far doing some Shazam characters, uh, also known as Captain Marvel, the original Fawcett ones. Don't quite know these characters very well. 
Uh, then we've got Wonder Cow and the Crusaders from different signs. They have a phone number here. Give them a quick call. Tell them VM Campo sent you. 512-445-7255. We've got a piece over here by Dire Wolf. And it's got sort of like the classic 90s bad girl style uh, of art. And again, it's all black and white. Nowadays, uh, it's full color, glossy paper. But back in the day, it was just, um, you know, high quality uh, paper, simply black and white. And people were able to create such great work with that limitation, such as this over here, this alien piece in a very stark chiaroscuro style. That just means strong black and white, light and shadow. We've got an editorial Antea. Uh, shouting out various uh, characters, including Sergio Aragonese's early Pascual y Pilon in memoriam, in memorial of Isidore Frizz Freeling, who worked with uh, Looney Tunes back in the day. Pretty cool piece here, contrasting Darkseid and Thanos, separated at birth, or two brothers from another mother. Another great Maleficent piece, nice detail, great, uh, great use of black and white with a little bit of screen tone. Uh, to uh, give some shininess and perspective. We've got A Century Ago, and this is by Aaron E. Chan, A Salute to Villains by Rick Cortez. Yes, if you don't recognize that, that's the Jim Balance style of Catwoman art at the time. This is interesting. So here's a fan, uh, Norte, uh, drawing some Evil Ernie and Lady Death in homage to Chaos Comics. Um, and the, um, the, I'm surprised that there weren't a lot of the bad girl art. It might've been rejected for the souvenir book. Um, and, uh, Lady Death really defined that, that decade in, in excess of, of comics with like violent and sexy characters. Speaking of sexy, look at the art on this, uh, great use of black and white, uh, sort of like the Kirby energy lines and everything. This is by Steve Furchow. Next up, a uh, kind of a cute looking pinhead and other cute things. This is by Eric Lee. And then thin line work for these characters, Smaug, uh, Darth Vader, Maleficent, etc. Milk and cheese, you don't see them that often, the Evan Dorkin creation. This one's pretty interesting. Villains and villainesses. San Diego 1995. And what's this? This is an Adam Hughes piece. So amazing artist Adam Hughes contributed a very different um, negative color, you know, black on white instead of white on black piece that really stands out of Jim Balance style Catwoman uh, in his own in his own style. Uh, so that's again really cool. Uh, pros and non-pros uh, adding their art to the souvenir book. I think this is Mephisto, uh, perhaps devilish character. Then we've got, haha, only one foolish, scantily clad female stands between me and my ultimate conquest of the universe. Next stop, the 1995 San Diego Con. So I don't think that's uh, Sauron from the X-Men, but it talks, but it's still a dinosaur. Um, okay, interesting. Then we've got the Michelle Pfeiffer style Catwoman about to steal a San Diego Comic Con pendant. I kind of want that actually, looks really cool. This is by Tim Burgard. Then we've got a, an old classic original Catwoman uh, style costume for Catwoman. 
by Rafael Navarro, Torturing Batman. This one's interesting here, Dan Panosian, who is currently an industry pro, contributing a fan piece showing off some characters of the time, Magneto, Darkseid, Venom, and this character that I remember, but I don't remember the name, but it was hot at the time. Oh, how things change. We've got a piece over here, uh, Dan Cineres. This is uh, kind of a lot going on, and I like that when it comes to the uh, the souvenir book. And we've got a couple of uh, well-endowed Harley and Ivy. These are by Rafael Ruiz. Uh, they're holding their original like in uh, appearances in the comics. And Ivy says, if you don't think we're the best supervillain team at the San Diego Con, we'll blow all your comics away. Please, it's blow away all your comics. Let's not split the infinitives, Ivy. Another Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn. Salute to the villainesses. And they're beating up, I suppose that's the Michael Keaton Batman right there. There's a write-up about Bill Wagon and Katie Keene creator of the famous uh, comic with a lot of paper cutouts. This is by comic book artist Barb Rausch. And there's actually a lot of quotes from different fashion designers on how Katie Keene changed her life. There's one by Betsy Johnson. She's mentioning there how Katie Keene um, affected her growing up. And then we've got a, a Barb Rausch piece right here. Beautiful detail on, on, on the character. Lots of line work. Very, very nice. In contrast, we have a cartoonier uh, by Joshua Quagmire, uh, Cutie Bunny. He's doing the uh, paper cutout piece. And what I love is down here, there's these little sketches of Trina Robbins and Bob Rausch. Uh, so more on Trina in a moment. Um, so it's uh, pretty cool that I never cut these out and actually uh, assembled them because I was known to do that with some of my old comics. Next up, we've got a, an actual Trina Robbins herself piece right here. So she contributed a paper doll cutout um, for for the souvenir book. Trina uh, was uh, the first woman to draw Wonder Woman in the 1980s. Uh, it only took 40 years. And uh, she also helped design Vampirella uh, for Warren in the 60s, along with Frank Frazetta and Forrest J. Ackerman. So it's cool that she's got her own piece there. And then we've got Katie and Queenie Fashions by Paul Guinan and Anina Bennett. They still are involved in comics, and they're actually going to be at Comic-Con 2019. So maybe I'll have them sign this retro piece for me. And then this is interesting. So here we've got a piece by uh, Floyd Norman, also uh, memorializing Bill Wogan. Uh, Floyd Norman was the first African-American to work long-term at Disney. He actually animated Sleeping Beauty, uh, and uh, he worked with Disney for a long time. He's also, also been at the Quick Draw panel at Comic-Con, drawing alongside such pros as uh, Sergio Aragones and Scott Shaw. There's a prose piece by uh, Joe Casey about entering comics. There's some other kind of like random pieces over here that don't really fit with anything, but uh, who are you to turn away a submission by Mobius? There's the clean line look of, of Mobius, very stark, thin lines. This is kind of amazing. And again, submitted to the souvenir book as a fan, Mobius. We've got uh, an interesting piece by Lynn Hunter over here about the comic muse uh, falling on your head. We've got a whimsical piece by uh, Paco Baca. He, he still does political comics in Spanish. 
Then we've got, check it out, a uh, Sheldon Moldoff piece, a total pro. He actually worked at DC for years with Hawkman, Hawkgirl, uh, sadly passed away, but he uh, has contributed a piece here. We've got Dave Garcia. Now there's no write-up about it, but this was also a celebration about uh, Mad Magazine. In 1995, Mad was celebrating 40 years of publication. Well, in 2019, they're celebrating 65 years. Unfortunately, MAD is ceasing publication in 2019. So there goes an American institution. We've got a piece over here. I can't quite read this name. Don't recognize the art. But then over here, this is hilarious. Here's a piece by Rico the Sicko Parker, who was the artist for the Beavis and Butthead comics in the 90s. He also worked at uh, Marvel for a long time. And here he's doing uh, Butthead as Alfred E. Newman or vice versa with a specially meta t-shirt, um, classic 80s San Diego Comic-Con t-shirt by Rick Gary instead of the classic uh, metal shirts that he would wear. Now I'm like really worried. That's my best butthead impression, which is terrible. Then we've got over here, this is funny. Um, we've got uh, The Blonde Avenger by uh, Blitzweasel Studios. This is actually a naughty comic book. The Blonde Avenger gets into a lot of sexy situations. And here she is giving Alfred E. Newman a heart attack from a little kiss. A really detailed piece by Al Gordon. I love the caricatures here, very on model Alfred. And then caricatures of uh, Geraldo. Um, Phil Donahue, Oprah, various presidents. Look at Carter Go. Then we've got an old Alfred E. Newman, him being old here in 95. Imagine him in 2019. Don't recognize his signature, but I love the art style here. Uh, an interesting look at this classic character. And another one with uh, him and his family. Everyone's got the Alfred E. Newman style. We've got a stark black and white piece. Uh, over here, and uh, this is by Goodson, and a note, come see the color version uh, of this at the Bounty of Zone 2 table in the small publisher's area. This great black and white piece, uh, totally weird, of Alfred, plus a sort of Captain America uh, mask, and then like gross and grimy, which was popular thanks to Ren and Stimpy uh, at the time. And so we go to a little bit more of an uh, amateur sort of piece, but it's cool that uh, a variety of people can get their uh, work into the magazine. And over here we have uh, Only Studios. Then some absent friends in memoriam. We've got Doug Wildey, Roger Zelazny, Robert Block, the writer of the Psycho novel. It's kind of interesting here. Peter Ledger wrote his own epitaph in 1991. So after he passed away in 94, there it is. Uh, being used. And then some recollections of San Diego Comic-Con by Mark Barron. And we wrap up with, look at this, an ad for, you'll never play the same game twice, Magic the Gathering, the original trading card game. Come visit our booth. So Magic the Gathering, as you might know, I'm a fan. And this is when I first started playing Magic, 1995. And so I remember the first looks at Magic at the convention center. I actually got a really cool poster uh, of a bunch of magic cards that I don't know where that ended up. It was sort of like an uncut sheet, sort of, but it was more in poster form. And here it's advertising their, their cards. Can you tell what they are? There's Spirit Link, Red Mana Battery, and Spell Blast. 
We've got a uh, an update from Greg and Tim Hildebrandt about their work on Terry and the Pirates, an ad for the Star Wars uh, Insider Magazine. Maybe you can still fill this form out and get a and get your subscription. And then we've got Sam Keith, his first appearance in two years. He uh, was doing the Max, and I guess he was there two years ago, but didn't show up until '95. He's signing at the uh, com- at the Image Comics booth. Sam will be signing on Saturday only. And then a final piece over here, old, a brand new line of old-fashioned comics from Barry Windsor Smith. And lastly, an ad for previews. Discover the excitement inside. Uh, so this is the industry magazine where comic publishers can and can comic companies can order their comics, and they've been monopolizing the world of comic distribution for decades, for better or for worse. Nowadays, mostly for worse. But I remember getting a free copy of Previews in 93, my first Comic-Con, and it was pretty amazing to have such a huge, thick book previewing all the comics that were coming, as well as other merch, and it was pretty amazing. So that was the San Diego Comic-Con International 1995 Souvenir Book. What an amazing romp through time and history. Brings back a lot of memories. Once again, if you only heard the podcast, you really need to go over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcompost, where you can see the video version of the podcast. It's really, really worth it. Hopefully you enjoyed this trip back through time like I did. Hopefully I'll see you at San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter to keep up to date with the convention. Don't forget to follow my live streams. I'm going to be on Periscope. Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, live streaming so much you won't believe it. You'll feel like you're there. Well, this has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.